Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Weaving Wisdom. Really excited to tune in with you today. Thank you for showing up and receiving what I am sharing. Last week, I talked about the realms of wisdom, and I was speaking into how all these varying energies converge into our center point to make up our whole reality. And I want to speak more into wholeness today to clarify why it's so important for us to live our whole selves. I truly believe that we incarnated here on this planet to be part of this earth realm. And if you look around at all the things that are on earth, they're living in their primal blueprint. I'm talking about of the natural world. The trees, the rocks, the rivers, the lands, the plants, they're all living in their primal blueprint, meaning they are expressing their their holographic truth fully completely and they're not manipulating themselves to appease some external story of reality they are showing up in their realness in their wholeness and that is their natural gift to this experience they are naturally in reciprocity they are naturally in symbiotic relationship with each other and with the whole of the ecology we were also meant to be that clear in our blueprint. We were meant to be living in our wholeness rather than in these fractal expressions of our being. So wholeness was a journey that I embarked on, I would say maybe around 2000, I think it was like probably 2015 or 16. I started really tuning in with what I would call my medicine. That's what I called it then. Now I refer to it as my essence because medicine to me, while while it makes sense, it also feels a little bit like that means something is wrong and needs healing. Whereas essence to me feels more like an immersion into the magic that moves through me and that naturally attunes all that's in my reality. So it naturally brings things into harmony as opposed to this idea that medicine needs to tend to something that's that's in that's in a broken state or in an unhealed state. So anyway, my journey into wholeness began and I started focusing on how to really live in devotion to the magic that I'm here to deliver to the world, the magic I'm here to live through myself. And it was an initiation journey. It really took me into the parts of me that were not welcome into my lived reality, either due to the fact that I had personally decided that piece of me was a little dangerous, that piece of me was a little risky, a little untrustworthy, therefore I'm going to sequester it down into my shadow realm, or a piece of me that felt that it was a little too tender and not received in a way that felt safe to me. So both of those mechanisms kind of tend toward this idea of unsafety, right? I don't trust this piece of myself. She makes really crazy decisions and often creates a shitstorm for me to clean up. Burp, she's got to go down to the shadow realm. Or this little tender piece of me that was so open and vulnerable when I was a child or in various stages of my life was 
completely violated and hurt and totally fucked over in some kind of way and I'm going to safely place her down in the shadow realm while she will have a guardian for the rest of her being and no one can fuck with her. So in both of those stories, there's a, there's pieces of me that are not really able to live their liberated expression, nor are they able to mature and grow into the wholeness of me, nor are they able to really influence my reality in a way that feels nurturing and nourishing, right? Because no parts of us can truly be eliminated, right? Like we can't eliminate these pieces of us. However, we can suppress them. And in their suppression, there will still be energetic frequencies emitting from these aspects of us. But they will often be expressed in 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 and through coping mechanisms, defense mechanisms, or looping pattern behaviors that represent the part of that self that is frozen in time. So for me specifically, vulnerability has been super intense and hard for me because I'm sure there's a bajillion reasons, but in intimate relationship, in in any kind of intimate relationship, whether that be partner or family or friends, I remain very guarded for long periods of time because there's a mistrust with my vulnerability. I don't trust people with my vulnerability. I'll say it that way. And so when I crack open that shell and the vulnerability comes out, the behavior patterns that accompany that vulnerability are sort of stuck in time where I froze that piece of myself. So sometimes the communication piece, so for me, that's the big thing. Oh my God, if you could talk to my sweetheart, he would just like, I don't even know, his head's probably spinning. But I am really capable of communication, especially in conflict. I'm really good in communication if it's not my intimate partner or my like mom or something, I have no fluency in communication when my most vulnerable self is present because she's like four. (laughs) So she does not do a great job at trying to say what the fuck she feels because she doesn't know how to do it well. And it it creates a lot of challenge. Luckily, I am in a really potent, powerful relational dynamic that allows that to come out and nurtures that into maturity, right? It's taken some time, let's be real. But so my point is there's pieces of us that are that are separated from the whole and they continue to function in our wholeness. We're just not consciously engaging, nor do we have an intimate relationship with those parts of ourselves. We have perceptions about those parts of ourselves and we then create conditions to contain those pieces of ourselves. My invitation with wholeness is to actually bring all those pieces of you online, (laughs) to bring them all on board. We want all of your wholeness present because that's what really activates your essence. And your essence is your gift. It's your contribution to this world. It is what anchors in your harmonic frequency. When you are really living in your wholeness and you are embracing the whole of you, you are allowing the magic of source energy to move through your being and be beamed into reality in a way that creates a harmonic energy around you. And you will naturally be in symbiotic relationship with all that you're in 
life with and you will naturally be in reciprocity with all that you're in life with. And I believe when we activate that wholeness and we live with our essence from our essence, the level of resource that we have, the like resourcedness that we have available to us expands exponentially, infinitely. Sounds like there's somebody doing some lawn mowing nearby. Sorry about the sound if you can hear it. So our wholeness, it's the receptive channel for all the guidance that we are seeking, all the guidance that we are needing, and all the wisdom that we are receiving. When our whole being is activated, we have access to all these languages of wisdom that are streaming in and through us. Rather than having a conscious or unconscious separation occurring with something inside of us and choosing not to engage with it. Therefore, we're not reaping the wisdom that is streaming through that piece of us. We want our wholeness to be engaged. We want to be in relationship, in intimate relationship with the whole of our being. The invitation of being in wholeness, of being in wholeness is living in your divine blueprint, right? And this amazing complex orchestra vibration that makes up your essence it it's what is the woven expression of your divine gifts it's what gives you access to all the creative magic that you are here to live within that you're here to make that you're here to share it's just like it feels like the yummiest invitation and it helps you to understand your natural rhythms. It helps you to understand your uniqueness. It helps you understand your needs and your desires when all parts of you are communicating with the whole. And those understandings help you create a landscape of living that is fully nurturing and nourishing. So when I came to the understanding that I need all parts of me to harmonize my gifts, I really started to understand that my purpose was to live my gifts. My purpose was to be whole, right? It's not a definitive role, purpose. Purpose is a way of being. It's a way of life. Therefore, wholeness is a way of being. It's a way of life. So purpose is not a definitive role. It's not a fixed expression. It's an evolutionary process. So it spirals and it changes just like every other ecosystem, on this planet. It has many working parts and all of them are working symbiotically together in various stages of existence as a motivational force that guides your resonance, right? Again, nature is the example. Just always look to nature. It's a really great example of how our humanness is meant to express in this reality. So understanding all that, each facet of me is in its own state of development, carrying its own vibration, in its own expression of my essence, all those facets woven together create an orchestra of beauty that comes from me. That's my harmonic frequency. And that's my unique resonance. And that's my contribution. So wholeness is so incredibly important because it's what creates authenticity in this world. When I'm not being whole, when I'm choosing to live in my separate sequestered self, when I'm, when I'm allowing that to continue, that pattern of behavior to continue where there's pieces of me that I do not engage with or that I do not let engage with the external reality, I'm not really living in authenticity. 
the relationships that I'm creating and I'm engaging with, specifically intimate ones, if they're not really tuning in with all parts of me, then there are pieces that are missing in the in the relationship. The relationship cannot meet you all the way if you're not all the way present, if you're not all the way in, if you're not all the way willing to show the truth of who you are. So this is what actually creates liberation in relationship is when you allow your wholeness to be present. And I say this with discernment, of course. There are many engagements around our world like we have an inner circle we have like maybe our inner circle of people that we connect with deeply intimately we trust and we feel safe with and then there's probably another outer ring of people that we feel pretty good with but we know we have some discernment about what we share and what we expose and what we express because we understand the limitations of other people's receptivity but in our intimate relationships and in our expression of our own self, like I'm talking about your relationship with you primarily, if you are not going to be honest with yourself about all the pieces of you, if you're not going to tune in with all parts of you and allow them to have a say in the way in which you live, then you're living out of authenticity. You are living out of integrity. You're not really giving your world an opportunity to meet you in your wholeness. You're not really allowing the external reality to repattern its its truth to meet you in your truth so that you have the best opportunity to live your purpose. We do this to ourselves and we learned how to do this to ourselves. When I think about the shadow aspect of this understanding, I think about all the ways we're trained from from childhood on about how to look externally for the ways in which we should show up in the world. We learn how to follow rules. We learn how to manipulate ourselves and manipulate the people around us to receive our needs. We learn how to control and we learn how to be controlled. These are the really funky, not cool mechanisms of the systems that are in place in our in our greater cultural reality. And that perpetuates this patterning of manipulating our identity, of manipulating the way in which we show up in the world. And there's a difference between discernment, which is being selective about how how you emerge into certain engagements, and manipulation. Manipulation is truly kind of slyly shifting and changing and shape-shifting things in order to receive and meet a need from the external reality. I don't know if I explained that well, but I think you're probably following what I'm throwing down here. My point is, when we are living in the cultural narrative of what's acceptable and what's not, we tend to manipulate ourselves and manipulate our reality as a way to get our needs met. However, a lot of our needs remain unmet because we're not really accessing our whole being versus when we live in wholeness and we live in a healthy engagement with discernment, we have awareness about what our needs are. We know how to meet those needs. We've created a life that allows those needs to be met. And we have boundaries and discernment about what we seek externally to meet those needs or what kind of validation we imagine we need from the external. So that's my that's my take on why it's liberating to step into wholeness because it really it actually helps you step out of the trap 
of our cultural narrative. It helps you step out of the loop that our cultural narrative perpetuates. And I think that's really important and really powerful. So the grounding points, which I will go deeper into uh, individually in their own episodes, but the grounding points are the basis for a strong relationship in general. And this is where I have learned to build, build my wholeness through these grounding points. The grounding points to me are an integration strategy in a sense. They're almost like checkpoints for me. They are behavioral states of being that allow me to check myself and allow me to, to commit deeper to my wholeness. So the first one is devotion. And when we choose a pathway of devotion, we're building a pathway to trust. And I'm talking about I mean, both within like intimate relationships, but mostly I'm talking about your relationship with yourself. When you step into devotion with yourself, you're stepping into willingness, you're stepping into commitment, you're stepping into a consistency in your ability to show up and that helps you build trust with you. When you show up in devotion for you, you build trust with you. Trust is what allows all the pieces of you to come into play. The parts of you that you don't trust, the parts of you that don't trust you, those are the parts of you that are sequestered and separated. But when we really step into devotion, we can begin to build a rapport and an intimacy with our pieces, our our fractals of self that show that the wholeness of us is trustworthy and our intention is trustworthy and our devotion is going to show up over and over and over again to build that trust. The second grounding point is receptivity. And this is the pathway to intimacy, to be in a state of receptivity, to be in a state of presence, to be in a state of listening, and to be, to be really clear about what it is that you are allowing this energy to be. When you're in a receptive state, you're allowing that, that truth to come into you. You're allowing the energy, the emotions, the behavior, you're allowing all of that to speak to you in a way that you can understand. It's, it's a language. You're opening yourself to the languages of wisdom that move through you. This is, this is intimacy because you cannot really build a strong, intimate relationship without vulnerability. And if you don't feel safe to be received, you're not going to allow your vulnerability to be expressed. And the vulnerability is that like, it's that opening. It's what makes intimacy so powerful and strong and special. The third grounding point is discernment. Discernment is our pathway to safety. Discernment is all about our inner knowing. And our inner knowing gives us the information of yes or no. What is your preference? in this reality. There's a woman I listen to, her name is Amanda Flaker, and she talks about pivoting toward your preference. And I found that to be such a helpful, mind-blowing awareness of like, ah, fuck, yes, I get it. I need to listen with my desires, listen with my preferences, and make choices from there. I need to understand my body's yes and my body's no. My spirit's yes and my spirit's no. When I'm in a state of knowing and I understand my discernment, when I have awareness about what feels like an aligned choice and what feels like a misaligned choice, I naturally create boundaries and boundaries lead to safety. 
okay? So discernment is the pathway to safety. What have I been speaking about with wholeness? Our wholeness is in a state of unsafety. Like the pieces of us that are fractaled from the wholeness are feeling unsafe. That is why we've decided to fractal it off. And in order to invite these pieces back into the whole, we need to create safety consciously. We need to consciously create safety, which means we need to be listening. We need to be in devotion. We need to be receiving and we need to be choosing from that information, right? That's another, another stronghold of trust is the, the reality of making choices in integrity with things. And that leads me to the fourth grounding point, which is attunement. This is the pathway to integrity. Attunement is all about integration. It's all about making choices. It's all about living in alignment, right? When we are living in integrity, there's not much room for shit to get projected onto us and for us to be projecting shit onto others. We essentially are always in a state of responsibility when we are living in integrity. And attunement is responsibility. Once I know the things that I know about myself, once I understand my yes and no, once I am introduced, reintroduced and building relationship with the facets of me that are making up the whole of me, I am now responsible for making choices to nurture my whole being. So this is what builds this big relationship that we need to have, the intimate relationship that we need to have with ourselves. The grounding points are my pathway to that. And ritual is a key for the grounding points, okay? For me to create a sanctuary for my whole truth to be seen, heard, accepted, and loved, I need ritual. Because ritual brings all those grounding points together. It brings devotion, receptivity, discernment, and attunement all into one place. And for me, that has been ritual writing. Ritual writing is my primary tool. It gives voice to these pieces of me. It gives space for all parts of me to express. And my process with these things is to express, to explore, to embrace, to embody. Okay, what I mean by that, when I'm tuning in with parts of myself, when I'm bringing my wholeness together, when I'm really actively choosing to bring my wholeness into my reality, to live from that space, I need to give voice to these facets of me that I have suppressed or separated or sequestered for however many years. And doing that through writing is very helpful. So that's the expression piece. And expression comes through in various ways. It comes through in words, in rhythm. It comes through in in bodily movement. It comes through in emotion, right? Like I could be really angry when I when I like resurrect a piece of myself or incredibly sad. And I need to let that stuff move all the way through my being. So that's the expression aspect. Explore. I dive into the threads of resonance that are that are attached to that being, that story, that aspect of me. And I allow the emerging truths to show themselves through my writing. I explore what's coming up without without really excavating it in a shitty way, without like trying to dig it out. I just let it emerge. There's another woman I love, Rebecca Altman, and she speaks about the no digging way of growth, meaning like, yes, you work with what rises, but you don't need to go like trudging up all your shit. Just like trust that 
in time, through time and space, what needs to be revealed will be revealed. So in this process of explore, I do my best to just trust what comes up and I allow the natural organic exploration to occur. And that usually leads me to some core pieces of me that are needing something. And that leads to the next piece, which I call embrace, where I tune in with the needs. I tune in. What are the needs of this piece of me? This piece of me needs something from me because I've forever been like (laughs) sequestering it to, to this underworld where it's been tended to, but It needs something from the whole of me. What are the needs for this to feel safe? What are the needs for this to feel trust? What what are the needs for this piece of me to feel intimacy and integrity? And once I receive that information, it's time for integration. It's the embodiment phase, right? And this is the attunement piece. This is where I, I choose to embrace what it is that my needs are and actualize them meaning I'm going to create a reality that meets these needs. I'm going to ensure that I'm resourced to meet these needs. I'm going to actively, consciously create a reality where these needs can be met because it's that important to me. It is it is my priority. And again, this this is what helps build trust and intimacy with all the parts of myself where I come to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm not afraid of any of the shit that lives in my underworld. I'm not afraid of any of the needs I have. I'm not afraid to express myself. I'm not afraid to learn more about me. And that alone gives me permission to really allow the whole of me to come into reality to come in through my essence and be expressed and it's teaching me along the way it's a transformational journey as it's inviting me into all these different ways that I can adapt my life and create a landscape of living that is truly nurturing so I with this ritual writing practice and with this embrace express explore embrace embody like the process that I do I'm always tuning in with the realms of wisdom. Like this, me tuning in with those realms is a fantastic way for me to activate and open into my wholeness because the wholeness of me is the thing that I need to be in full receptivity. So I'm going to pursue the wholeness through the ways in which I believe I can access my wholeness, which is through the realms of wisdom. So that's just a quick little intro into wholeness. Wholeness is is totally the reason I'm doing all of this because I do believe you and me and everyone else are here to live in our wholeness. And I'm pretty bummed out by all the ways the world doesn't promote that. And it, it really, like I could go down a rabbit hole of all the shit that pisses me off about how from childhood on we are taught out of our we are taught out of our wholeness we are trained out of our wholeness and it's such a big bummer to me and I want to create a world where that's not the reality I want to I'm going to create a world for myself where that's not the reality that's not the reality for my kids that's not the reality for all the kids that I'm in tune with for the people in my world for my friends and my family and I'm hoping by sharing this it plants a seed into those who resonate to also reshape their reality in a way that invites wholeness in for everybody that they're tuning in with that feels so important to me (sighs) okay 
that's all for today. If you are interested in going a little deeper, there will be a Substack Weaving Wisdom Guide to go along with this episode that can be subscribed to for free. And there will be a ritual writing practice recorded as a secret podcast going deep into wholeness asking you questions about your wholeness through the realms of wisdom and you can subscribe to that for 11 11 a month and follow along every week there will be a guided ritual writing practice so i would love to hear your feedback and hear about how this has activated or stimulated or expanded or opened a perception in you you can reach me via email all those links will be in the show notes and if you're interested in taking a one-on-one journey with me through the realms of wisdom I have an offering called Initiation, which is a six-month journey where you are initiated into each realm, one realm a month, and it is through ritual writing and through the grounding points. So if that seems interesting to you, check it out, reach out. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this if it feels like someone would resonate with this. I'm spreading this organically, weaving the web through word of mouth. I have no social media and I'm just hoping and praying that all those that resonate will somehow find what they need to hear through me. And I am just so grateful for all of you who are showing up regularly, tuning in and listening. And um, I just thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving and thank you for being. I will talk to you next time.